0: When I would drive up the drive to St. James every day, first part of it was just being on that campus, which is so beautiful and just put you at peace. It was a very exciting thing for me every single day to go to work. There wasn't a single day that I can remember to say, gee, I wish, you know, I wish I didn't work here. I wish I was doing something else. So I, I would say that, I mean, what a, what a great way to spend your life to be excited about what you're gonna do that day.
1: Welcome to the first episode of the 2021 Student Council Interview Series. This podcast is a part of the commemoration of the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. Our guest today is Diane Fowler. Diane is a wonderful person to talk to because she's been with the school for over 45 years, holding multiple teaching and administrative positions throughout her time with SJA. Her level of openness and joy in storytelling makes this interview a great one. Stay tuned after the interview to hear how you can get involved with the 1821 St. James Academy commemoration.
2: What about St. James makes you smile? Like, is there a particular thing they did or a tradition?
0: Yeah, I mean, every time I think about St. James, I smile because I had the opportunity to work with every student who's ever come to St. James in the last 45 years. Because I met them to do admission work with their parents and the kids. And then the greatest joy really is watching kids from kindergarten to eighth grade and how they change and how they really don't change. And then what happens afterwards? I love finding, I love following the alumni. So it's really the students that make me smile whenever I think about St. James and that they're everywhere in the world doing everything you can possibly imagine. And that's pretty exciting to watch.
2: Do you have like a favorite memory or like a really good story
0: that particularly
2: stands out to you?
0: I probably have a lot of stories. I've always felt like I should have. I taught kindergarten for seventeen years, so five-year-olds pretty much tell you everything they think when they're thinking at that time. And um, so I would say my favorite memory is um, watching the kindergarten from the the first day of kindergarten to the last day of kindergarten, and that's probably the year of biggest change that I see in kids. And so it's just you know that's a favorite thing for me. I was always so joyful to meet the 5-year-olds and so happy to say goodbye to them at the end of the year to watch what happens to them after that. So really that's my favorite memory. I can tell you some funny things we had um I mean a million funny things, but really I um I won't put you on the spot Warren. I have a good story about you too, but the um we had a dog. We had a family that lived close to St. James, right through the woods, down the hill by the field, and they had a, a lab, and the lab would come to school almost every day because he loved the kids so much, and the kids loved him, and so every always on the playground, you'd have this, you know, you'd have the dog and the kids. And then suddenly we realized that he was stealing people's lunches every day and taking them off through the field and leaving trash all the, on the wayside. So his name was Chubbs. And um, for obvious reasons, <laughs> when we put a crisis plan in place for the school, you know how you have your crisis drills where you have the, you know, sort of lockdown everything. Well, the key word for the crisis drill was Chubbs. And so it would just be said over the announcements, no one know what it meant, but that's exactly where it came from was the dog.
2: <laughs> that's really cool.
0: Well, you know how we love dogs. I mean, at St. James, I don't think there's not a person there, hardly, that doesn't love animals, for sure. I'm we also gonna... had a time when um, the the hunt was going through, usually on Wednesdays, and they were going through and one of the dogs um, left, one of the hounds left the pack and came racing into school and raced down the hallway right through the kindergarten classes. We were working and we were like, what? It was just this, you know, shock of shock and the kids were like crazy. And the dog ran out out of the building all the way to the other end of the building and you could just hear the the kids going all the way through school so I think that's a pretty unusual thing to have happen at a school when you have a pack of (laughs) house you realize how unique that is to St. James
2: (laughs) yeah that's a really great story (laughs) like they make you laugh oh yeah for sure I remember doing the show and tell and I remember one, it was like a pet show and tell. And I think I, this made me think with the Chubb story. I remember, I think my dad brought our lab to St. James. Yep. I remember him just not getting in the car. And it was, it was just really funny remembering that.
0: Yeah, we always had the people bring their pets. And that was a, that was a fun thing to do. The, the most amazing show and tell that I ever had when I was teaching kindergarten was someone who brought in A lamb's tail that had fallen off that morning. (laughs) Because if you know anything about lambs, they usually put rubber bands around the tail. So they, because of keeping them clean, they want their tails and they don't chop them. They actually just let them kind of rot off. That's a terrible thing, but that is what happens. And that was show and tell. And I cannot tell you what that smelled like when the kid took it out of his bag and said, Here's the. (laughs) So one of the things that you have to keep your face as a teacher, just go, Oh, that's really wonderful.
2: How' has your St James experience it, um, impacted your life? Like is there any lifelong lessons?
0: Yeah, and for me, I have such a longevity with the school. I worked there for forty three years, so and I taught in um, I taught in public school and I taught in Catholic school before I came to St. James. and um, the actually the person that I used to babysit for was the librarian at St. James and she talked me into interviewing at St. James. And so when I came to the school, there were only, there were classes of three kids. There might've been 70 kids in the whole school from K to eight at that point in time. And so um, that, that, you know, that's the bigger part of my life. It's two thirds of my life really that I spent at St. James. My children, all three of them went through St. James so yes, it's had a huge impact on our family and in such a positive way. I, I just think that um, it's a place that nurtures kids and hopefully you will feel that way someday when you get out rather than people looking and watching you all the time. But it is, um, that's the piece that is, I've, I've learned how to appreciate the differences in every single child and every single person. And it's not differences in boys and girls. It's really the difference among people and appreciate them. And it's what I loved most about um, talking to parents is talking about their child and how they really are their unique individual. And and I think that really that was probably good for my children, too, (laughs) before they came along for me to understand that they are going to be different from each other in a good way. Definitely.
2: Could you comment on what St. James means to the greater community?
0: yeah, no, I think it's interesting, um from the admission standpoint, I was in admission. so I met people from the wider community for many, many years. and it's it was always interesting to me to see what people thought of the school. They come in with a very often come in with a very different um, opinion than what they leave with once they've experienced the school. And um, I think that community is a word that describes the school. And we've always tried to get the kids out in the wider community. So people would know them by, you know, shadowing on jobs, doing things that, you know, just sort of got you out of the school building. But I do think some people think that the school is this elite place on the Hill that, you know, only spoiled people go there, only the kids or whatever. But again, I think that's, our kids are such great ambassadors Our people, they, you know, they become, they understand that, you know, they're friendly. So we try and get involved in community organizations and just, um, I think it's such an important place. I've seen so many families come whose children may not hate to it, fit the mold and have had such fabulous experiences because you can be who you are and you're not expected to be like everyone else. So I think that is a real value in the educational community to find a place like that um, within the church also to have a church with the school. I'm not personally a really religious person, but I've appreciated that connection in so many ways. Um, when the kids had um, went, were in trouble in school and you were struggling as an adult of how to handle that terrible thing that the kids did, <laughs> it was really nice to have another person, the rector of the church, um, to be able to sit down with and talk about how can we help this child? How can we you know, help the family do things? I really, one of my strongest memories... Um, was 9 11 when the planes attacked the um twin towers in new york and we were all in school and so of course little by little you could hear something was going on with the adults and we decided that we would everybody went to chapel the entire school went over to chapel and the teachers and the parents all came and that chapel it was just that comfort Piece that was such a bonus of having a church with a school and the kids being comfortable with that setting. It was a very, very moving, emotional, and appreciated thing by everybody that was there. So, you know, in many ways, the community um, has benefited by St. James. Definitely. It's a great community.
2: Do you stay in touch with some of your SJA teachers or classmates?
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> I really, um, the teachers, it's interesting when you teach in a school, when you work in an academic setting, no matter where it is, it's unique in that sense that it's not a competitive environment for the employees. So you're not trying to beat out the teacher across the hall to get to something else. And so you, you have that, it's very different than being in business when everyone is sort of reaching for the next step. Um, not that teachers don't better themselves all the time, but they do. but it's a very collegial atmosphere, so you really have a lot of support um, from your peers. And you become very close. And if you have terrible things happening in your life, school was often the place where the adults could find comfort. They didn't, you know, they everyone helped one another and watched out if you know something bad was happening in your life, they would support you and do that. So, yes, I would say, anyone that I've taught with or worked with at St. James, um, I could easily pick up the phone and know that I could just pick up sort of where we left off. Best friends. Um, yes. People that I taught kindergarten with were really very close and, and continue to be. And I would expect that. It's exciting. How about you all? You feel like you're going to have friends for life there?
2: I think so. I mean,
0: yeah. hopefully we don't fall yeah. out of and- Yeah. I think social media is something that really has um, changed that. It's much easier to stay um, connected to people. Even if you're not actually talking to them, you are really um, understanding. And I connect with the alumni all the time, particularly on LinkedIn. I love to see what they're doing and um, what their achievements are in their life and, I often reach out to them and congratulate them. or sometimes um, I think Facebook, I, it's kind of like lurking. I don't really do that much, but I think the LinkedIn is really kind of neat to see what people are doing. Yeah, definitely. Hi,
2: Ms. Fowler. Hi, Spence. Um, so one of the questions I had was looking back, what did you think you were going to do when you grow up?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. When I was writing that, I was thinking, oh, I actually always thought I was going to be a teacher. I can remember from the time I was in grade school I went to Catholic school when I first started out we had 72 kids in one class in in first grade so think about that for individualization and um I was very I was a good student and school came pretty easily to me particularly in the younger grades so I would always help the teacher with stuff and I just you know I I loved my teachers and I I just loved the whole school experience so I really never thought about much other than being a teacher, which panned out to be the right choice for me. But since I've gotten older, I have to say, um, if I had to choose again, something else that I would consider would be a physical therapist. And the physical therapist, they have such um, problem solving capabilities and that is really what their work is all about. And that's what I loved most about teaching. It's kind of like flying a helicopter. You're continually calculating um, what is going to be the thing that gets through to that particular kid or, or gives a spark to that particular kid. So you're constantly calculating. It's not about, I don't think it's anything about disseminating information or telling kids what to do. It's really that problem solving that is really so much fun. It's a lot of work, but it's really fun.
2: That's a great answer. <laughs>
0: How did you see the sports impact the students when you were at SJA? You know, that was always a huge part of our day. It was one of the few schools that I had worked in where specials, we call them specials, were just as important to the kids as their regular day all the schools that I had worked in before specials were a break for the teacher and the kids were never not all that excited about, they would go to art and they're like, Oh, we got to go to art again or whatever. That was so different at St. James. And so the sports piece I felt was so um, welcoming and included kids in a way that most sports programs didn't. There was always a something that went on that, that didn't necessarily encourage people to think about lifelong fitness. And, the, and that's just a piece of our life. And, um, and I felt like Mr. Ebbs who was the first teacher, you know, his painting is down by the gym. His, his whole um, philosophy was do it for yourself. It's always been such an important piece to the lives of most kids at the school. Um, and when drama came into play, that was the other one. Um, so those are the two things that, and, and the art I think the visual arts and performing arts and sports are, I think they're just highlights of St. James. And that's not the case in a lot of schools. You're either, some schools, as you look at high schools, um, you may see that your school kind of pigeonholes, you know, you got to hang out with the kids that that are the athletes, or you have to hang out with the kids that are the actors, or you have to hang out with the kids that are the techies. And, you know, in my opinion, you should be able to go to a place where you can be who you are and try new things and take a risk. And I always felt like the sports allowed that to happen at St. James for kids who may not have ordinarily done it, And for others who it was the best, the biggest highlight in their life. It was there for them as well. I know Mrs. Riggs wanted us and everybody to say one word that reminded them of St. James. I, I keep coming back to community. It's probably the, the most common one, but that is the word for me. Um, and I don't like the word "different" because it doesn't really say what I want it to say. But it's a place where you can be an individual. And I'm not sure what that word is that describes that. But I'd say like open-minded. Hmm. Um, yes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you know what? Living in community is the biggest challenge of your lifetime to be able to productively live within a community is not an easy thing you know people very well you either don't want to disappoint them or you just can't wait to get out because you feel like you're smothered to death so you have you know that that is a challenge in and of itself
2: i'd probably say friendship Hmm. just with i mean even lower grades but like amongst my class i probably have developed some of the best friendships i've Mm -hmm. ever had and will probably continue for almost the rest of my life
0: yeah. It's great that you feel that way. I think um that there's something about that 8th grade experience. My experience also as a kid was K to 8. There is something about that and I just think it's really special.
2: Um I think that something special about our school is um definitely the connections they let us make with the um older kids and the younger kids. I that oh. was one of my favorite parts when I was like in 5th grade. We always got to um, make the connections and help out with all the younger kids. So a sense of, like you said, community and just everyone being together.
0: Yeah, the connection is a great word that really describes a lot. And your little ones look forward to seeing you all so much, but the big ones like to see the little ones, too. Don't you love it when they go down the hall and they have to—they wave to you because they know you and they think you're—you're you're the best ever. <laughs>
2: yeah, and I remember when I was little, I loved when the teacher would always say our buddies were coming.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
2: they to us. I remember I named my guinea pig after my buddy.
0: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I hope your buddy appreciated that. <laughs>
2: My work to sum up St. James would probably be joyful because there's always those kids that are always happy, like they're like never dull or anything. So if you're having a bad day, you can always like talk to them and they're always happy and joyful.
0: That's really a beautiful thing and it's so true in the classroom too. You asked what I loved in the classroom. No matter what your problem was before you entered, the kids didn't care about it. So your life, you was just over and you could just have a good day. So that's really, it's nice that you see that.
2: <laughs> I also think another word to sum up St. James's opportunity because I feel like no matter what your interests are, there's like an opportunity for everybody. Like I don't know what your skill level is, what your experience is, what you're interested in. I feel like you can really follow your path there. Yeah, there's always like a place to fit or somewhere you can Definitely. go. There's never really like a, like the dark end or mm-hmm. there's never like a corner that's empty. You're always finding something.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's so nice for me to hear you all being so positive in this miserable year that <laughs> you I mean, I think about I can't even imagine trying to go to school the way you guys have had to go to school um, and being a student council, too. It's just it's so limiting in some ways. It just makes me very happy to hear that. I think a lot of adults have been saying, oh, the poor kids, the poor kids, the poor kids. And as I know over the years, it's the kids who are the most resilient. You'll get over it. It's fine. It'll go on with life. But the adults kind of don't let them beat you down. <laughs>
1: Thank you for listening to the first episode of our podcast commemorating the 200th anniversary of the founding of St. James Academy. To learn more about St. James Academy, you can visit our website at stjamesacademy.org, and that saint is spelled out S-A-I-N-T, or you can email us at info at